everybody. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons bravely staring down the prospect of their entertainment irrelevance as they stare down a whole bunch of other stuff simultaneously. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I am coming to you straight from San Francisco, California, the original American shelter-in-place city. And uh, joining me from uh, far across this world that is smaller than it really should be. I am Bill Scurry from the blighted city of Amsterdam, uh, riven with the Black Plague as we speak. How, how, wait, how blighted are you? Is it bad there? No. I mean, this, I would say this city has three million people, something like that total. Um, right. But I think it per capita, it's like every place else. You're just talking about, it's, it's what is it, 10, 10 infections per 100,000 people? It's the numbers are the yeah. numbers are, you know, bad enough. They're not as bad as the worst place, but it's bad enough for a small place like this. Well, US has taken the lead. Congratulations, USA. President Trump. You are correct. USA. We're winning now. We're number one. We're number one. And it, you know what? We're number one in this, and it's thanks to him. Yeah. So uh thank you, President Trump. Okay, so uh, we are talking today. So on the show, our goal is to talk about stuff that young people are it's into. It's our remit, no, It's our remit. Our remit. That was the word I was looking for. Remit. Yes. I couldn't find that word. A remit. Um, I like that word. So to talk about stuff young people are into. And, you know, traditionally we've been doing the show for a few years. It's been about bands or toys or YouTubers or dances or stuff like that. But, you know. Something going on in the world that's too big to ignore. So last week we talked uh, about coronavirus stupidity, the belief, whether true or not, that young people are not taking this seriously and causing part of the problem. So we are still on the topic, but something lighter than directly people getting sick. Our topic today is something known as, well, its official name is Zoom Video Communications, which surely you are familiar with. So Zoom Video Communications, Zoom is a teleconferencing, video conferencing online company headquartered in San Jose, California, the 10th largest city in the country by population. Did you know that, San Jose? No, I did not know that. It is the largest city under a million people. Uh, And the company was founded in 2011 by a guy named Eric Yuan, now a billionaire, who had been an engineer for Cisco. He worked on uh, their video conferencing platform, WebEx, which is now a major Zoom competitor. And the Zoom platform uh, launched in January of 2013 as what is known in the software industry as a freemium model, a portmanteau of free and premium, meaning you can get, you can use the product quite robustly for free. You know, there's a lot of add-ons that to really get going, you need to pay a little more for. And by May of that year, just four months later, they had a million participants. A year later, they had 10 million Less than a year after that, so we're talking like 2015, they had 40 million. Uh, Zoom went public in April 2019. Its IPO was $36 per share. It is currently $151.70 per share. And as of three days ago, I am a shareholder in Zoom Video Communications. But, of course, the reason we're talking about it now is because Zoom's usage has spiked 67% 
since January of 2020. Because of the uh, COVID-19 epidemic, people working from home, video conferencing has become more important than ever before, and Zoom has quickly risen to the top of the heap. Above WebEx, above Join.me, above Skype, as the most accepted, and in my opinion, most useful and easiest to use of the video conferencing platforms. In one day, Shortly after the shelter-in-place orders started coming down, it was downloaded 343,000 times, 18% of that in the United States. Uh, Zoom has responded rather admirably. I believe Yuan has made a bunch of donations, and uh, they have offered it free to K-12 schools throughout the country, and uh, they have waived some of the limitations on the free platform. For example, it used to be free if you were a host or conferences were limited to 40 minutes. Uh, before I started paying the basic rate, I would get a message 20 minutes in, go, hey, we've waived it. Keep going. You know, stuff like that. So look, it's good marketing. They're rising to the occasion. They're going to be one of the companies that is going to benefit from this. And I've been saying, like, look, they got a good product. They market it well. They make it easy. They make it reliable. This is why I bought stock. I am of the opinion that pretty soon, and even after this crisis subsides, knock on wood, uh, you know, Zoom's going to be like Facebook. It's going to be very hard to do business without using it in some capacity. And woe is, you know, the competitors. I feel bad for them. Uh, and then, of course, it's led to other stuff. There's a term I stumbled across called Zoom bombing. Someone, uh, you know, if you're doing an event, people are getting very creative on Zoom, whether they're doing karaoke nights, you know, happy hours, virtual happy hours. My company, The Big Quiz Thing, uh, with Bill's help, We've jammed on developing a virtual format for our team trivia games, which has been successful. We're already doing a bunch of corporate events via Zoom, but people are posting links to their Zoom meetings on like Facebook event listings and things like that. So trolls are jumping in. And then of course, if the host hasn't limited the screen sharing function, they're posting porn in the middle of a, a Zoom meeting, Zoom bombing. Very easy to prevent. Lots of people don't know how. Zoom is a staff of life for both business and social interactions these days. So, you know, I don't strictly think it's a young people thing, but it's definitely a quote unquote hot new thing. Even though it's eight or nine years old, it's become a standard very quickly. So Bill, what do you think of Zoom? You talk about coming out as a winner at the end of this. And usually my mind would fill with revulsion over somebody uh, who somehow figured out a way to benefit from gigantic disaster, from, from epidemic, from horror. And that would naturally make me think of like profiteering or war profiteering. And yet I think there is something about this because Yuan's company has gone about its way in almost like a respectful and responsible corporate citizen, the way we want them to do. And we have a more or less positive impression of their thing. We're scratching for good news right now. And the little bit of good news we've gotten has been mostly about the fact that we've been able to talk to each other. I did not hear about this software for the most part until about two weeks ago. And now it is like you say, it is an indispensable part. This is now going to be a regular part of professional life, personal life. Now, what I've used it for in particular recently, again, just in the last two weeks, is I've played trivia with it. I've helped you yep. build your show with it. I have tried to consult with a few other people to limited degrees. I talked with my friends. Back in Brooklyn and Queens, we got a, a New York Zoom bubble going with a few people. It lasted about 50 minutes or so. I moved my in-person Dutch language lesson 
to Zoom. And next week, I'm doing physical therapy. I've been doing physical therapy with a guy here for a knee problem. Like the guy has said, it's like, let's get Zoom going on your iPad. If you, if you can wow. if you can tent your iPad up to the ground, we can do a video thing. That's great. It's fucked up. But yes, here we are, man. It's not fucked up. It's great. I, you know, have been able to do, help other people actually make money. And I've moved social things and even constructive, you know, uh, uh, productive things online with this. It's a beauty. It's a wonder. It's great. It facilitates social things. Um before this call started, actually, I did a live stream on YouTube uh, with a friend of mine, James Hancock, who's a guest of the show. He's been on, I uh, did the Bad Baby episode uh, last year. Uh, we did a live stream. The idea of doing video content and audio content for entertainment right now has never been bigger. I mean, this is, everyone's here right now. They're, they're looking, it's not just looking for distraction. You need a kinship between people. You want to talk to your friends. And I'm especially happy that we get to look upon this as something that is less deleterious, that that he may be a billionaire and he may be a Silicon Valley company, but he's not looking to destroy your life. I assume that they're they're <laughs> recording your data. I assume they're recording all yeah. of the video. Yeah, just to be clear, we don't want this to sound like a commercial for Zoom. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the downsides, but yeah. yes. Right, we'll, right, we'll deal with it. And, and we do not shut our eyes to the fact that uh, this profits a company who has the server space to make use of every single bit and pixel of what we're feeding them. I will add this, Noah. If corporate America is not altered after this, like it, this is going to put a lie to all the jobs they say could not be done at home. Oh, my God. And oh, my it's, God. Are it's you going kidding to redo, me? Of it's going to redefine the concept of family leave slash parental leave slash maternity leave. One way or another. I, I've said it many times. I firmly believe this is the biggest thing to happen in the USA since World War II. And I think when this is all said and done, the United States will have been changed dramatically, probably to the same extent that World War II changed the country. I'm not kidding. It's bigger than 9-11. It's bigger than Vietnam. It's bigger than the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's involuntary it's, it's and it's an, unintentional. It's reach. And you just bring up one of the many major aspects I see. Yeah, you know, people often talk about like, well, what if the internet didn't exist? Or even what if this were 20 years ago when, you know, the internet was, hey, it's a fun thing, you know, forward lawyer jokes to your friends. You know, that was like the extent most people got out of it. And there certainly wasn't reliable video conferencing if you weren't in like the fucking military or something. So yeah, the economy would be even more fucked. There'd be, you know, hard to believe twice as many on I certainly wouldn't be doing any business. I agree with most of what you said. I do like Zoom a lot. I tried out a few platforms to figure out how to adapt my thing. You know, I don't think it's perfect. I think it's still got a few issues. Uh, I actually emailed them a few days ago because there's a there's a another tier that you have to pay a lot more for called Zoom webinars, which I think is more, you know, Zoom's made for meetings and I really want to put on a show. And I think the webinars thing is more for me. So I registered for a demo and they haven't gotten back to me. So I don't think it's perfect, I think, but whatever, it's 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 better than good, and it's something we need. The data collection is a problem. Uh, you know, you record stuff, it can record stuff easily to the cloud, but then it keeps that shit. And then, of course, now that it's being disseminated to schools, you have to wonder about privacy of children and, and, and government institutions. I mean, in some respects, this takes us, and we'll talk about this in the apocalypse question, this takes us farther down the road of big business, you know, is watching you and is controlling you. And I say before, it's going to be like Facebook, that it's going to be impossible to do business without it. And might also be like Facebook in that it owns you. 
and everything you do is part of it. I think we agree we like Zoom and we are using it and they deserve their success. It's not all good. There are some worrisome things. Now, many of us are required to work from home or to self-isolate. And therefore, we want to show you how you can move your physical meetings and conferences online in order to remain productive, connected, and of course, safe. Can you tell me why Zoom is popular right now? Something's got to be popular in video streaming and conferencing, right? For obvious reasons. Uh, but I had heard of Zoom before this. I had used it several times. I found it to be pretty good. But in my mind, it was mostly indistinguishable from WebEx. I hadn't used it that much. So I hadn't really taken the time or the effort to you know, engage with it. But now that I am, I'm seeing it's just better than those other things. That being said, I do wonder that if I really took the time to dig in to WebEx, dig in to join.me, because you and I did this. Like we tried Zoom for an event, a test event for the big quiz thing. And we're like, yeah, that works. Fine. Stop looking at everything else. But maybe if I did start looking at other stuff, I'd see that other stuff is just as good. So there might be a function of what we say about so many topics on the show. Zoom is popular because it's popular. The social connectors jumped on Zoom. It became the band-aids. It became the uh, jello. It's just this, this one specific brand became the generic name. So instead of looking at other things, you've heard of Zoom. Zoom's the one you know. You look at Zoom first, and it's good enough so you stick with it. It's a kludge. If so, you want to talk about it, it's literally a kludge, except it's a kludge, a kludge. that works. Well, it works, but Band-Aids work too. Yes. I don't think anyone's really arguing that Band-Aids, the product, is hugely superior to the the Curad bandages <laughs> or whatever the other brands are Ooh. or that Jell-O is hugely superior superior to, I can't even think of other Jell-O brands. There was this, oh, remember My Tea Fine? Yes. Did they make Jell-O? They made pudding. I don't think anyone was really out there going, oh, Jell-O tastes much better than My Tea Fine. Jell-O became the generic term and you glom onto that because of familiarity. So I do wonder if there's some of that. Well, to, you know, to be fair, My Tea Fine was built by a team of pederasts. So you can't really feel bad about that. Oh, come on. I always thought Mighty Fine was like a, a Jewish-owned brand because I have this memory of like kosher Jews wouldn't eat Jello because yeah, horse you know, hooves. traditional yeah. Jello. You're right. I mean, I don't think Jello is made with horse hooves anymore. You know, traditional Jello is not kosher. I don't think it is anymore. So like one of the other, I don't think it was Mighty Fine, but it was like some weirdo kosher brand that came in these shabby little boxes that just made you embarrassed to, to with eat a bad typeface on the box. Kosher yeah. Jello. So Zoom's good, but there might be a function of, ah, it's good enough, and I'm going to go with what everyone else knows. And look, that's important here, because this is something we thought about in developing the big quiz thing, is, is you want a low bar of entry for people who aren't tech geniuses. So you don't want to intimidate them with, okay, download this program you've never heard of. If it's Zoom, oh, we already have Zoom for my work, or oh, I've used Zoom before, and so... There's actual value in it being a familiar name. What do well, you think? I think that there's three three words came to mind when I was putting my notes together for this. Utility. There was necessity. There's a third word, which we've never really come in contact with before. The word is danger. Ooh, it, danger. Ooh, the bad boy of software. Danger. Ooh. When you are scared into your house, how do you express yourself? Whatever that is. How do you make your art? How do you make your commerce? It's popular because you have all these uses for it because it's the it's it is an oculus it's sort of a crystal ball to look outside of your shelter in place house you know by the way i put mighty fine into wikipedia mighty fine does not make jello they only make pudding pudding so they are a competitor of jello brand cuz jello brand makes pudding but mighty fine is owned by a company called gel certs which does make gelatin uh, foods, including Royal brand. I think Royal was the one I was thinking of. 
But do you know what other brands Gelsert owns? Uh, beverages by Hoffman, matzos by no, Streit. No, but, but that level. No, that level. No, they have I don't. Otter Pops. Oh, that flavor level. ice. That level. Weiler's drink mix, and here's the big one: Flavor Aid. Do you know the claim to fame of Flavor Aid? Oh God, I should know this. What is it? Flavor Aid was what they drank in the Jonestown massacre, <laughs> not Kool Aid. The phrase "drank the Kool Aid." which originated as a reference to the Jonestown Massacre, you know, bought into the cult, they drank the Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid company fucking hates that. Not only because it makes it sound like, you know, it associates them with mass death. It's because it wasn't fucking Kool-Aid. Are you looking for an easy-to-set-up online classroom where you can use features like your webcam, maybe a whiteboard, a chat room, uh, and you can record everything uh, that happens on your computer and you can post it for students to watch later? Yeah, I don't really know how I'm going to answer this question, but what do you think? Would you uh, have been more into Zoom in certain ways if this crisis had hit when you were a young man or a teenager? I think that I would look at the Oculus, the eyeball, the Panopticon, uh, to quote Jeremy Bentham, and say that this is the giver of life. This is the way I'm, I'm doing schoolwork. I'm doing friends. I'm doing. I'm watching my parents prosper. If I'm looking at their face and following their cues, I would say that this is somehow an escape hatch. This is how we get out of this. This is what we do to um, bide our time. Even if I don't quite know what that fully means, I think I'd be completely enmeshed in the idea that we are going online for this little camera. I know where the lens is because I'm already doing TikTok. I'm already doing Twitch. I already know where the lens is. I know what the camera is as a kid. But I would say that this is more specifically how I am communicating peer-to-peer. Brings up an interesting question though, Noah, because we have up until this point, the very thing that we're doing this episode on, which is Skype, and we have FaceTime, which I I use to talk to my family back in New York, and yet we're not talking about those. We're talking about Zoom. Yeah. And I think think to some degree is because, not that kids haven't FaceTime with grandma. They know what that word means. They get it. This is going to wind up freezing. This is going to like hit the brakes and stick here. We're going to zoom. It would be stuck as such an indelible memory of the three to six weeks that we were sheltering in place and we were zooming with everybody. And I would hear them say, we're going to zoom. So the the short answer is yes. I think I would have liked it as a kid. I think it would have become eponymous. I'm yes or no on like I would be more into this as a kid. So I'd be more into it because I'd want connection with kids. And I I, I feel bad for teenagers now because they're missing out on these, these are the days, you know, they're missing out on all the formative high school experiences. My nephews are very disappointed because they were just in a youth theater production of The Music Man, which was excellent. And it was supposed to run over two weekends. And I went the first weekend and it was great. And then it was canceled the second weekend because the shelter in place order went out the Monday after that weekend in the Bay Area. So they're very disappointed in that. I mean, at least they got to do one weekend. And, you know, even though they miss out on school, as my nephew Jack told me, he's got online classes, but he's like, you know what? This sucks. He's like, it's all the stuff you don't like about school and none of the stuff you oh, do like about school. I can school. see that. Yeah, okay, I can get there. My nephews, I mean, I know I'm biased, but they, they're voracious readers. Like, they'll be fine if they miss three months of school. Trust me, they'll be okay. They, they don't need that school to, to keep their brains going. I think I'd be even more hungry for connection. That being said, I actually think specifically, while they might be more into video conferencing and all that stuff, they'd be less necessarily into Zoom because they are, to use a Newsweek magazine term, digital natives. 
and they probably already have a variety of platforms that they're familiar with. Part of why Zoom has caught on is because it is so easy and it is so friendly to novices and old people, et cetera, et cetera. But for teenagers, it's a slightly more complicated thing is less a barrier of entry. For example, you and I briefly looked into Twitch, doing big quiz thing events on yeah, Twitch. Sure. And we both found Twitch to be somewhat opaque. I've, I played a trivia game on Twitch last night and I find Twitch to be very, you know, it's this whole video game world. But kids don't find that as daunting or as intimidating because they are digital natives. Yeah, kids aren't trying to make so money either, need, by the way. Well, that too. So they, well, most of them. So they don't need the straight out of the box, you know, plug and play element of Zoom. They can handle something that's more complicated or they have other options that they're more familiar with because they've been living, in some respect, they've been living this way forever. So I actually think there's an argument to be made that they would be less into Zoom because they don't, they don't need the ease and simplicity of Zoom. Crashing virtual meetings, hackers target a Zoom session making threats, including racial comments and pornography. Noah, since we're in the Black Plague, since we are in the very death of mankind. By the way, thank God this isn't the Black Plague. I mean, if people are collapsing in the streets, let's just... Okay, let's yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, it technically could get worse, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yes. All right, but let's say, if we were in the plague, which we are, is this a sign? Yeah. Okay, is this fine. a sign of the apocalypse? Well, the plague might be, but we're talking about Zoom here, dude. No. In fact, for all the reasons we've, well, mostly no. 90% no. 10% yes. For all the reasons we've elucidated, elucidated, <laughs> elucidated implies we've done a great job with this. Uh, for all the reasons we've outlined, there's a more neutral term. Uh, yeah, because it's enabled people to stay connected. It's enabled people to stay creative. It's enabled some people, e.g. myself, to keep making some money. It's been this lifeline during this time. Uh, also, yeah, stay connected. And it's showing us, you know, people's creativity and people's warmth, right? One of the things I find great, putting aside money. Like, for example, we figured out how to do big quiz thing events over Zoom and monetize them. But every trivia professional I know is doing some kind of streaming event, many of them on Zoom. And most of them aren't making money. Or if they are, they're, they're giving the money away. Most trivia companies, you know, their business model is, is predicated on bars and pubs and doing pub quizzes. I don't do that. I do primarily corporate and private events. So it's easier for me to monetize events like this. So I've seen several companies that have just asked for donations, given the money straight to the pubs and bars they work with, which I find very admirable. It's heartening to see, even though our leadership sucks beyond all compare, it's good to see a lot of average people are using Zoom and things like Zoom to bring a little warmth and happiness into the world, which God knows we need right now. Yeah. So that's 90% of why it's the opposite of the apocalypse. And again, like imagine if it were 10 or 20 years ago and we didn't have access to this technology. I think things would be immeasurably worse, both economically and socially. The reason it's a problem is the things we said before. The downside is it's even more putting the world in the hands of companies on the cloud and on in, in cyberspace and making us more our identities, our lives, our information, the owned property of a bunch of nerds in Silicon Valley. Although I guess it's kind of the property of me because I'm a shareholder. So I own several shares of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, finally. Let me, let me, I'm going to say, uh, this is weird, but technically, I'm going to say, if we're using this software now, yes, it is actually a sign of the apocalypse. However, it's a, okay. it, using it's, it as a sign of the apocalypse, but it itself is not. Correct. I don't know. It's, whatever. it's a, yeah. it's a causal. The apocalypse is upon us. It is both a bellwether and the, remedy to the apocalypse at the same time, which I'm not sure we've ever encountered in the history of this show before. Uh, we have a weird hat on here down in the corner. How's it going, Terrapins? 
I can tell that you're a trippy man. The face okay. pubes. Rock on, man. I don't know who you are, but... Oh, sorry I'm late. I'm just... I just had to deal with some coronavirus stuff, you know. Uh, Bill, is there... Is in any way, are you jealous of Zoom, its success of Eric Yuan? I see a map, a scheme set in front of us where... This guy, Eric Yuan, as a Cisco guy, was already thinking in terms of people talking to, how can you facilitate people talking to one another? But he said, fuck it, I'm going to do my own thing. I got a better idea than Cisco. And here we are talking about his uh, his brainchild in the middle of the, the viral apocalypse. It's not the money part. It's the idea that he sharp shot. Nice. Like a trick nice. Thank you. It's a trick shooter. You know, the, the way you used to watch, like, what was it? Was it Buffalo Bill would put the mirror over his shoulder? While he pointed the rifle behind his back, it was, it was Annie, Annie Oakley. Oakley. Annie right, Oakley, okay. Who's in Buffalo Annie Bill's Oakley. show, and Frank Butler, who Annie Oakley married eventually. Oh, I have performed in Annie Get Your Gun. I know all about Buffalo Great. Bill's Wild West show. That's so that's so applicable. But Eric Yuan did this. He called the shot like Babe Ruth pointing the bat at like the left field wall, and then getting up yeah. to the plate, and then just fucking cracking it over the wall. Did he get lucky? Of course he did. The, the, no one could have prepared. For a 67% jump in downloading over the course of like six days. Yep. That sort of thing. Maybe Eric Yuan created the virus in a lab well, and <laughs> seeded it. Let's look at Eric Yuan. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sounds like a Chinese name to me. There's something about however he built it, made it so that we are here talking about it today. We are somehow giving it positive praise while we are in some small way beholden to it. That is that is a position to envy. Well, you didn't answer. Are you jealous? Yeah. No, I'm totally jealous. Yes, absolutely. I am too because of success and because he made something that has become invaluable. And how can they not be jealous of a billionaire, even, even when I try to be zen about life and money? There are other people to be jealous of. And I was interviewed last week. Not last week. Yeah. So basically, I did like an email interview with this woman in Chicago. I don't even know where she's writing it for. A Chicago trivia host I know in Chicago referred her to me. She's doing an article about how bar trivia hosts are coping with the situation. As I mentioned before, it's, you know, bars are closed. What the hell are you going to do? So she reached out to me and I said, well, I don't really do trivia in bars, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm better off than other people. And she said, how have you been preparing for this? And I said, well, five years ago, six years ago, I started building a digital answer system. So people at my trade events generally don't use paper and pen. They answer digitally. We do it at live events. And now it's been an invaluable tool in adapting it via Zoom to a virtual space. And I wrote my little answer via email. I said, you know, five years ago, I said, the real world is going to become indistinguishable with cyberspace. And I figured I needed to get on board with that. And I think what I wrote was, I suppose it's nice to be vindicated, but this certainly isn't the way I would have wanted it to happen. <laughs> so I like to think that's what Eric Yuan is is feeling. Uh, but I don't know. That's a little off topic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm jealous the same reasons you are. It's jealousy of success, sure. Um, but... I don't know. A lot of other emotions over jealousy. I mean, putting aside the world and health and various other issues, just focusing on my business right now, I feel damn lucky. Uh, so jealousy is one of the, you know, I, I'm usually jealous of everyone else in my industry. And right now I'm not. So what does that say? 
So let's let's discuss the Filoni and Shale. No, where do you think this falls on the, the um, blend? It's near the top because it's a good product that works well. I mean, what what else do you mm. want? It's near the top. It's it's up there with the keys and peels and the Black's Mirror and the uh, what else did we fucking love? Yeah, it's up there with Key and Peel in the Black Mirror in my in my estimation. I, I haven't really prepared and thinking like what it's similar to other products or technology we've looked at i mean tiktok and snapchat those fucking suck compared to this so i don't know but there must be some other technology we looked at that i actually really liked but i can't think what it is what about you this is a bomb to society right now and it's an accidental byproduct it was not designed to be as such but it's doing that and i have to give like you said eric yuan gets credit for for unintentionally designing a bomb to society it has to some degree rewritten the rules of the apocalypse we've been able to turn back some of the more dire aspects you know this is inside of a class bubble noah we're talking about i'm, I'm a guy who doesn't need to make money off of it there are people right now who are hot riveting manhattan construction like back back oh. in our own oh. it's horseshit it's fucking bullshit it's like that guy but but yeah come on i mean like you were saying before is there any clear idea what the world really needs the world does not no. fucking need you know hedge fund no. managers no. or certainly doesn't need to pay them insane amounts of money it doesn't even need basketball players it needs fucking riveters nurses supermarket checkout and people goddamn motherfucking orange, orange peel beef, peel beef nurses <laughs> These are the people we need. You know, it's funny. I, I think so much about the book World War Z. You read World War Z, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. We're living it, yes. They make a great... They make a great... Po- Man, zombies would be even worse than the Black yeah. Plague. They make a great point at the end of World War Z when the world is starting to get its feet again. Like, no one needs fucking marketing people. They need plumbers. Welders. Right? I, I can't weld, Noah. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do jack shit around my... The light started going out in my kitchen. I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't know how to change the light bulb. <laughs> It's not one of those regular light bulbs, one of those big like square light bulb casing things. And I get the message from my building like, oh, emergency fixing orders only. I'm like, what happens if the light goes out in my kitchen? I can't do fucking jack (laughs) shit around here. (laughs) I am mentally deficient when it comes to anything involving my hands. That doesn't sound Uh... right. And, you know, like the world's falling apart. Because Pablo, the uh, the maintenance guy, is unavailable. And, and you think Pablo's getting paid, you know, enough money to live in San Francisco? No. No. This is our, we've, we've discovered our society is fucking bullshit. No, I think that carries us to the end of the show. <laughs> uh if you, if you for some reason would want to stick with us, and I think you should because we are pertinent and we are oh, current you should. and we are topical. You should. Yeah, you absolutely should. You can find yeah. past episodes of our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review. I am personally on Twitter at William Scurry. I am on YouTube at AM Caesar. And I just did a YouTube live stream uh, with a Geekin' with James Hancock. We did 60 minutes on anime classics. If you want to jump the jump the rails into talking about feature film, <laughs> it's possible. You might need something to do, but we did a good 60-minute entertaining live stream on that. Uh, nonetheless, Noah will tell you all about his very busy concern right now, which I'm yeah. totally interested in, and it is booming as far as I'm concerned. Not booming yet. but uh, So anyway, I'm all about the Big Quiz thing. BigQuizThing.com, live trivia events for corporate and private parties, etc. Uh, and I as everyone who does live entertainment, I've mentioned many times, we, we now have a robust virtual 
game. We've done several events so far, a ton of fun, very successful. So Bill has been a big part of that. Thank you, Bill. So go to bigquizthing.com or check out our new virtual events page. Get in touch today. Also, thanks to Bill, uh, I've mentioned before, uh, Big Quiz Things Daily Trivia Dosage, a five-minute podcast every weekday starring me. Three primo trivia questions every day just for fun. Oh, I will say uh, we're definitely some point in the near future going to do another open to the public virtual event. So I love it. Uh, yes. Best way to keep up with that. Yeah, it probably won't be on our website, but uh, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, which are the main places we engage with social media, we'll put it on Instagram as well. It'll be suggested donation and the money will go to a good cause, all that nonsense. So bigquizzing.com, check it out, social media. Don't go outside and wash your hands. So long as we're doing yeah. this, make sure you shelter in place, wash your hands, socially isolate, and listen to our show because we are forming a sense of community we love you guys and we hope that you somehow Aww. want to listen to us but uh, we will talk this is getting too sincere bill we gotta back away it's getting too sincere a production of american caesar enterprises 2020